Podcast. Welcome into Podcast Rally and welcome to 2023. We plan on rolling out new Podcast Rally episodes soon, but in the meantime, we're kicking off the new year with a podcast swap. Today's episode will be from Rally Magazine's Office Talk podcast, where Rally Magazine publisher Gina Stevens talks with folks about some of their favorite rally restaurants. You might remember Gina from her appearance on a previous Podcast Rally episode you should check out. And currently over on the Office Talk pod, they're running our episode on affordable housing in the Raleigh Area Land Trust with Rhett Fussell. Be sure to subscribe to Raleigh Magazine's Office Talk podcast and Podcast Rally and enjoy this discussion of some of Raleigh's best restaurants, courtesy of Raleigh Magazine. It was good. He had some rabbit on the menu and that made me sad to eat Peter Rabbit, <laughs> but it was really actually delicious. And I have to say now I might eat rabbit again. So if you haven't been there, it's on our 25 best for a reason. You're listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I'm your host, Gina Stevens. You may know Raleigh Magazine, but what you may not know is how we get our stories. It's all inside baseball. You'd be surprised what people will tell us. Our MO is telling stories no one else is telling. So this podcast is where you get the inside access to stories you won't read anywhere else. So let's dive into some of Raleigh Magazine's biggest stories. It's finally here today. Raleigh Magazine released its 25 Best Restaurants issue. For the past seven years, the team at the magazine has been living, eating, and breathing everything in Raleigh to keep you in the know on our city. We believe we've earned our stripes, the trust of readers, you listeners, and the hospitality community. So we're all in. We're going all in, naming Raleigh's 25 best restaurants, including Best New Restaurant and 2022 Restaurant of the Year. With me today is Editor-in-Chief Melissa Hausam to talk about our picks. Melissa, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. And by the way, happy birthday to Raleigh Magazine. September marks seven years, second grade. Yep, we're second grade. From the start of the magazine, I knew we would do a Best Restaurants issue, but it takes a while to have the temerity to go all in, but we did it, and I'll say this is our deliciously subjective list of Raleigh's Best Restaurants. Absolutely. Um, You can't just come out, like you said, you can't just come out of the gate and name the city's Best Restaurants as a a new magazine, you know, in the first couple years. Um, No one will take you seriously. So as you said, you have to really earn your stripes, and we've done just that. Proudly joining the ranks of such illustrious publications as Boston, Chicago, and Atlanta Magazine, some of your favorites, I might add. And as we said before, it's also like which came first, the chicken or the egg. So editorial, and by that I mean magazines, very much dictates culture and trends as much as the other way around. So Absolutely. And so we used a very formal process. We just didn't throw darts at a, at a, a bulletin board and go, this is who we pick. That would be fun, though. It was a formal process. Besides eating and quietly visiting these restaurants, we used a trifecta of food, service, and atmosphere mm-hmm. um, to choose places that you would send your best friend. Not a day goes by that I don't get a text or an email or a phone call from someone saying, my company's put me in charge of having dinner for 25. Where do we go? Even yesterday, I got an email from one of my best friends saying, my husband's friends are flying into town. What are the three restaurants to take them to? And I say, here they are and make a reservation. It's really important to us that we make a recommendation or a suggestion that it be a good one. Well, yeah, and you're making the point. I mean, people treat us daily like the experts of the city and the culinary scene. So now we're just putting it down on paper, literally. But look, you know, this was no easy task. (laughs) 
She loved every minute of it, every minute of it. But it didn't go smoothly. It got very heated. We are all different and have different favorites. But we took it seriously, dining, redining at a couple of places as we, you know, vetted our favorite list. Right. I mean, okay, it was fun. But let's be real. The whole point of this year is that it's a huge responsibility, and it is one we took very seriously. It is, and not to belabor the point, but most people don't realize that we spend a lot of our time eating and exploring the city, partly to find stories, but but the other part to figure out what we should be writing about and what mm-hmm. places are worth recommending, whether it's a bar, a restaurant, hotel, or business. I want our readers to know they can count on us. Um, recently, I used a publication in Richmond to pick a couple of places and had some very bad or mediocre experiences <laughs> and came back and just was like, seriously, this is important. If we right. recommend it, it has to be real. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, to that point, again, we took this very seriously um, in terms of the process. This was quite the scene. Yes. Um, Our entire team sat around a conference table with their own compiled list of restaurants. And then from there, we scored each on a scale of 1 to 10 separately for food, atmosphere, and service. Then those totals were tallied for each restaurant. And then the process of narrowing the list from there began. And of course, we had a few ties and a few offsets and, um, well, things got a little heated. (laughs) So let's go ahead and cut to the chase. To be clear, we named Crawford & Son as the 2022 Restaurant of the Year. You may think, of course you did, obvious choice. But for us, we didn't feel that way. In fact, it probably worked against him with his Mm -hmm. reputation and the clout that he has in the city because we didn't want to just go, well, of course, it's Crawford & Son. I love that spot. And I love Scott, but I will say I argued hard that Vidrio was a strong contender for this title. Both have great food. That's a given. But Vidrio's atmosphere, and I've said it on this podcast, if you've listened to episodes before, you know that I say I'm not a foodie. I like good food. (laughs) But I'm not someone who takes a bite and dissects its flavors, and that's not me. But I am an atmosphere and a service girl, and Mm -hmm. that's my jam. And Vidrio's atmosphere is rocking. Yeah, it really is. And people agreed with you. It wasn't just you. It was. So on our masthead on a monthly basis, the masthead being the list of writers, contributors to the magazine, we asked them a question, and we obviously asked this month, what's your favorite restaurant in Raleigh? And they were equally divided Mm -hmm. between Crawford & Son and Vidrio. In fact, Matt Lardy, a seasoned food writer who works with us on occasion, went on and on about— Chef Saif and and what he's creating and what he's doing and believes that he's going to be the next next greatest chef coming out of Raleigh. Yeah, Matt had a lot of great things to say about Vidrio, um, which really had me thinking, like, here is one of our area's most seasoned food writers, and he's picking Vidrio. And I really struggle with this, too. Um, If we want to say the hospitality between Crawford and Vidrio is a wash, the food at both are fabulous, then we go to Atmosphere— And this depends on the person, right? And so Scott, you know, at Crawford & Son easily transports you to our borough in Manhattan. Um, It's chic, sophisticated. And when you're there, you don't want to be anywhere else. But Vidrio has really leaned into from day one this very eclectic, artistic, arguably electric atmosphere that just grabs you from the moment you walk in the door. And then on top of that, Chef Saif's star is rising. You have people like Matt raving about him. Kat Suji was just on our podcast raving about him. And it just makes you wonder, do you make the choice of Crawford and he's, he's established himself, or do you grab this rising star? And I, and I don't believe that we should be doing the next best thing. 
I think it, when you pick 2022's restaurant of the year, it has to be what's currently the best restaurant in Raleigh. Yep. And I, I mean, there's no doubt Vidrio is gorgeous. That wall of hand-blown glass, I was lobbying so hard and some of the team had not been to Vidrio recently. And I do believe, and um, Kat and Amber, don't get mad. I do believe if you went to Vidrio when it first opened, you had one type of experience. Absolutely. And I encourage people now who go, ah, I tried it when it opened and I didn't like it to go back now. It is not It is the same beautiful place, but it is an entirely different menu. Mm-hmm. What Saif has done with the menu is extraordinary. And I love the open kitchen where you can watch him work his magic and um, his staff and and he likes that too. Yeah, he talked to um, Eric. Did a story on Saif, our food writer Eric, who writes for us occasionally. Did a story with Saif earlier this year as the Vidrio visionary, and he talked to him about the program he was bringing up there. And um, Saif talked then about learning the joy of from his family of watching someone's facial expression change when they bite into food, and how he loves doing that from that open kitchen format in Vidrio. A strong contender for the top award was Molino, another office favorite. Yes. I love Samad, and I think he has created a space that easily transports you to the banks of Tuscany, and you um, handmade pastas that Noki is to die for. But beyond that, it's also the hospitality, the warm, friendly welcome. And I, and I really um, had a hard time between these three. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sound like I fought against Crawford to win. I absolutely did not. Crawford and Son is our unanimous winner. Yes. Part of this process was purposefully playing devil's advocate against each other and making sure that we could back up our right. unanimous decision. And as you said from the beginning, it's subjectively delicious. But leading up to that point, I also fought hard for Molino. It's a personal favorite. And I mean, <laughs> come on, you get to sit out next to a serene pool. And, you know, with the vibrant greenery and picture-perfect picture, picture perfect patio, you feel like you're, like you said, on the banks of Tuscany. And not to mention the food, which is divine. And it's just a vibe. And and that goes to your point about atmosphere. It's unparalleled in Raleigh. The food's phenomenal. And so, you know, that's—it's a personal easy pick for celebrations. It's also an obvious choice to me for best restaurant overall. And so there was a lot of debate. And I, I think it says something. There was a lot of debate, and I love the fact that we clearly those were the three top runners in for all of us. Mm-hmm. The other big award that we announced is best new restaurant, which meant this restaurant had to have opened in 2022, and there wasn't many. It had to be a full service restaurant, um, which ruled out a lot of fast casual walk up spots that opened post COVID. Yeah, so that for us, the two big ones that that opened in 2022 that were under our consideration for this award were Cachillo and Bendito. So, <laughs> how long do you think it took us to learn how to say Cachillo? <laughs> that in and of itself, we we deserve an award for that. So, for those who may not know, Cachillo by name is the uh, hip new Italian spot in North Hills that everyone pronounces wrong. I was calling it Cucachillo. <laughs> We called it everything. <laughs> we even called it the C restaurant for a while because none of us could get it right. And then spelling, it's a whole different thing. But um, so, you know, we all went to these places for the first time or again while we're doing this process. So anyway, I asked them while I was there how you say it. Cachillo. <laughs> to be candid, which we always are, that's what we always promise you. You're going to get the behind-the-scenes scoop. The team had all been to Cachillo separately and all had amazing experiences, and I was one that had not. And so I went— and I love the food, and oh my God, the atmosphere. It is a stunningly beautiful mm-hmm. restaurant. 
But the night I went, the service was not its A game. But that's that happens. You know, that restaurants aren't always going to get everything right on that night. But but truly, that restaurant has brought all three together and is 2022's best new restaurant. Yeah, I was surprised when you came back with um, that news. Uh, everybody kind of came at you. Oh, Lord. But I had gone earlier in the summer incognito. And I'd say with, like, almost zero expectations, our account executive, Debbie, really loves it. And this was before any conversations about this issue or anything. This was more just a personal, like, hey, you got to go to this place. And I just wanted to see what drew her in. But if anything, I think that the pegs are kind of stacked against them for me because typically when people recommend things, you know, it's almost harder for me to be impressed. I don't know. I guess I'm a cynic. But um, anyway, I, I didn't know what it looked like. I just knew that Debbie liked it. Right. And I have to say, when you open those doors, it just blows you away. It's absolutely stunning, gorgeous. Like, I kind of just was in awe. And the food was phenomenal. Um, Chef Alex Ricci, he's got a lot of good things happening there, including brunch, which is starting this weekend as we record this. So by the time you hear it, go to brunch. Yes. <laughs> well, and and I, I think it has a— a totally different look and feel, much like Vidria of any other restaurant in Raleigh, which is part of what I love about the look of it. Oh, yeah. And their cocktail program, I know this is about food, but I have to say, I drank gin there, and it was good. It's always about the cocktail program. <laughs> it's really not. That's, they have to go together. <laughs> and Bandito obviously didn't win Best New Restaurant, but is on um, the 25 Best Restaurants list. It's one of only two restaurants on the list. They're in strip shopping centers. Mm-hmm. And I think you have additional challenges when you're a restaurant that's in a strip shopping center. Um, Kevin, the chef, uh, formerly of the Rockford, which is was a you know, did a great job there, um, has created this place that's Puerto Rican food that he learned to cook with his grandmother. Menu is unique, and it's, you know, large tapas with— a couple of larger plates, but most of it's meant to be small plates, I think. Mm-hmm. And he still has the burrata salad. He still has the burrata salad. It still needs the jam. Sorry. Yes. I, he did arguably put the burrata salad on the map in Raleigh at Rockford. No, but I have to tell you this. So I, I made this reservation under a fake name and went there. <laughs> Not that anybody knows my name, but I knew if Raleigh Magazine's email address was on there, Kevin would notice it. And I ordered, the sal- I ordered that salad and the waiter said, you know, that was— uh, one of Raleigh's 25 best dishes last year. Mm-hmm. And I so wanted to say, yeah, it was on the cover of my magazine <laughs> last year. But I didn't say that. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I said, really? I said, is it as good as you thought? And he goes, it's delicious. It so, really is. Yeah. I made a point to go back while this hotly contested award was being debated. And um, I didn't realize before when I had been that there was a patio. So I love to be outside and it really, uh, dining, and it really struck me when I drove up, I parked right in front, and that's where I kind of right in front of the patio, like, oh. And it's really beautiful. This small space, there's strung lights. There's a fake grass that's very pretty, nice picnic tables, like some sales-style awnings. And it's just—it's quaint, but it's really elevated and gorgeous. And, well, and there are a lot of restaurants that have patio dining, but you're looking at the parking lot. Right. They've done a lot to disguise that right. and, and make you feel like you're— not yeah, because there's some restaurants in Village District that do a good job with that. They're all mm-hmm. by parking lots. So this Kevin's done a good job and his team at the restaurant with Atmosphere as well. Well, while we're talking about strip shopping centers, the other restaurant that made the list that may surprise you or may not is St. Jock's. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this spot's been around for over two decades. Several different owners, but always known for the white, white tablecloth, fine dining service. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, your waiter walks up the table with the cloth over his arm, and it's very um, formal. But they have a new chef, fairly new chef, um, Kyle Tears, who was formerly at Whiskey Kitchen, also recently in NCRLA, North Carolina Restaurant and Lodging Association, a Chef of the Year finalist. Um, he's definitely going to be one to watch as as the restaurant scene changes. Oh, yeah. Kyle, is what he's doing there is phenomenal. He, incidentally, was the only NCRLA finalist from Raleigh, so that was a That's big cool. deal. And um, I went back this summer. I wanted to see what he was doing at St. Jock, and it's really next level. Like, the, the elevated approach, his commitment to North Carolina ingredients— I'm not a fan of strip mall dining. I probably sound bougie, and I'm not. I just really love standalone restaurants and patios and things like that, obviously. I was really blown away there, too. I felt like the experience matched the food. Like you mentioned, the napkins draped over the arm. It felt very, you know, ooh-la-la French, and— um it was good. He had some rabbit on the menu, and that made me sad to eat Peter <laughs> Rabbit. But it was really actually delicious, and I have to say now I might eat rabbit again. So if you haven't been there, it's on the it's on our twenty five best for a reason. It's funny at first when we started working on this story, I was asking people, "So what do you think is the best restaurant?" And as soon as I started telling them we were working on this list for the first time after seven years of being publishing the magazine. People would go, oh, my God, well, these people have to be on the list, and you can't put this restaurant on the list. And, of course, and, you know, and it was—the funniest one was almost everyone said, almost sarcastically, <laughs> which AC, Ashley Christensen, restaurant will make the list? Um, yeah, she's a beard-winning chef. We know that. But it was really funny how many people were emphatic— about that. Oh, yeah, it's so obvious, right? I mean, it really is hilarious. Like, obviously, we're going to put pools on, or they're obviously going to make it, which, you know, I'm just going to be candid. That's kind of annoying. Like, we took all restaurants on level playing field. I don't care how many beard awards you have. That's impressive. And for those who don't know, we say this a couple times so people know the James Beard Awards are like the Oscars of cooking, and and Ashley has won one, and that is a phenomenal feat that she deserves. And good for the city. And good for the city, and good for, yeah, the hospitality community. But it doesn't have anything to do with with us and nope. our approach, and it doesn't give you a leg up or anything like that. And so, you know, but I will also say, you know, we're well aware that on a local level that her famous mac and cheese, people go to great lengths to find the rest before I actually called it Crackeroni in the future. <laughs> um, so, I mean, she's obviously put her name on the map and deserves that. But she has to earn her spot just like everybody else. And. Ha, ha, ha. And she did make the list. <laughs> and Pools made the list after all that pomp and circumstance. <laughs> Hungry for more? Stay tuned for the second part of this conversation, airing in two weeks on September 13th. Next week, tune in for an episode of WRAL's Out and About on Ghost Hunting. And thanks for listening to Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. This has been Office Talk with Raleigh Magazine. I hope after hanging out with us, you feel more like a Raleigh insider. You can find copies of our magazine around town or subscribe for $10 for 10 issues. We'd love it if you gave this podcast a rating and review and share it with your friends. This podcast was edited and produced by EarFluence. I'm Gina Stevens. We'll see you again soon.